Welcome. This is Karen Modakaitis, and you're listening to How She Really Does It, the place where inspiration and possibility meet on KDRT 95.7 FM. My friend Karen Walrind is back, and we're talking about celebrations and the importance of celebrations. Thank you so much for listening, and I will circle back after my conversation with Karen. Karen Walrand, my friend. I'm hey, what's up, sister? So happy you're here. Yay. <laughs> Yay. <laughs> it's good to be here. We're going to talk about celebrating today and why it's so important. And we were talking before we got on the air and I was like, wait, stop, time out. This needs to go on the show. So can you share about this blog post and the backstory? Yes. So I, um, I've actually just like totally revamped my site and I'm like totally focusing on content for my blog. And I decided that I wanted to do a throwback post for yesterday, for Thursday, right? Throwback Thursday. And so I was going through all my photography archives looking for what I shot this time a year ago and this time two years ago and this time three years ago. And this time five years ago, a very good friend of mine who, um, her name is Jenny Lawson. Um, Some of your readers may have heard of her. She's a New York Times bestselling author. She's had three books now in the top 10. Um, And this time five years ago, her husband threw a surprise party to celebrate the launch of her very first book. So um, I think like it was probably the week that her book came out and she might've just found out that it debuted on the on number one on the New York times bestseller list. And he had this little party. It was tiny party. It was just her and three of her closest friends and our husbands, right. Um, who celebrated, he rented this, the, the series of, of hotel rooms that all have a balcony in San Antonio, which is where they live. And, um, and the balcony is shared by these three rooms. So he managed to book all of these rooms for us. Um, and so that we could just hang out as long as we wanted on this balcony. And it was just, it was very low key, right? It was just the eight of us. And we, you know, we were just relaxing and I was thinking, you know, that was such a great time, not just because, you know, obviously it was a joyous time for our friend and we were excited, but like these were friends that really love each other and really love being around each other. And it was just the idea of us celebrating her, but sort of our friendship as well and um, and the future. And I kept thinking, why don't we do that more? I mean, like we wait for these, you know, debut on the New York Times bestseller list or birthdays, but, you know, and my post, I said, why not congratulations on a clear mammogram? day or (laughs) congratulations on having a first date with somebody that you didn't like that wasn't horrible or you know congratulations on or on it's going to be a great sunset this Sunday come over we'll throw stuff on the grill right like I don't know why we don't celebrate sort of the mundane mundane because I think it needs to be celebrated oh I'm so in agreement with you and I don't know if it's just my age I'm 44 soon to be 45 and you know driven, working really hard, don't have time for that. And about a month ago, we went down to San Diego and it all started with this, this invitation from one of my husband's former swimmers who went to the Naval Academy, was a swimmer, the captain on the swim team, and then had a 20 year career um, as a Navy man and just retired. And he invited us to his retirement party. 
And, you know, I'm kind of naive and thinking, oh, it's going to be like graduation. There's going to be a whole class of people. No, it was a whole party you wow. know, service for one person. And there would have been a judger in me years ago saying, really, all of this for one person? Like, we need to get over ourselves. And this is a lot of money and time and expense. Right. And instead, I was watching it and, you know, and it was really heartfelt and, and how they included the family and stuff. And I said to my husband afterwards, and my takeaway was, you know, this is a great reminder for us that it's important to celebrate moments because yeah. you, when his career had hardships. There were difficulties, sure. right? Whether it's for him or his family, but to be able to celebrate, you want to fill yourself up because there's going to be future hard hardships that are going to, that's guaranteed. We're all going to go through shit storms. Right. right? So we need right. to take the time to celebrate. And, and that was a good reminder for, for me. And then I think after that, what unveiled is what I was telling you about for this weekend is we're having a barbecue tomorrow for a bunch of the alum that swam for my husband. And, you know, we don't have a men's swim team anymore at the university, but that doesn't mean that we can't get together. And it's going to be a totally low key day. We're barbecuing, you know, we're going to let our hair hang down and we're just going to hang out and be with each other to connect because we really care about each other. Right. We may not see each other day to day, but so it doesn't, it can be something fancy like that Navy retirement or, you know, that your friend with the New York times, or it could be a barbecue where people get together just for the fact that, like you said, they love each other. And, and how, you know, it's so, I, uh, first of all, I am a, I am such an introvert, right? Like, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people. I always tell people that I'm a, um, I'm a confident introvert because I think a lot of times people think introversion means shy and I'm not shy at all. But I really value alone time. Like I, I love being alone, and I, I value it. Um, so I contend to solitude. Uh, and so, honestly, we have not entertained in our house in forever, right? Because I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I got to work. I got to do all of this stuff, and we're cool. And let's just be the three of us, and that kind of thing. But there have been a couple of times over the last few years that I have been a part of celebrations that were so restorative and I need to remember that, right? Like I need to remember. And so the first one was actually, um, it was actually a sponsored gig. It was, it was uh, a wine company that I had worked with in the past and I had gone out to their vineyards and photographed them. And the, you know, the whole, the whole campaign that they had been working on was sort of the same thing, sort of celebrate ordinary moments. Like there, you shouldn't wait to open the, you know, 45 year old bottle of wine for, you know, like, like something wine, wine in their case, but anything um, should be celebrated every day, like moments should be used every day to celebrate. And so they said, (laughs) I'll tell you what we'll do. We will give you um, a case of wine, if you have a party. And I was like, Oh, right. <laughs> like, you know, like, okay, fine. And so what I ended up doing, because I thought, okay, if I'm gonna have this party, like the last thing I want to do is be is stuck cooking and all this other stuff. And they're, and the wine is like free, right? They're giving me the wine. So I thought I'm gonna hire a caterer. Like I'm gonna, I'm just gonna hire a caterer and it's gonna be tiny. So I, my, my dining room table holds eight people. So I thought I'm inviting three other couples and that's it. And I'm gonna have a caterer come in and cook our meal. And it turned out that it wasn't really that expensive to have a caterer come. Like I expected it to be thousands of dollars. And I'm like, you know, it was just a couple hundred dollars, honestly, right? And probably could have been cheaper, but we had steak, right? So, And this guy came and I picked three friends who the wives had met each other in the past. Is that true? That may not even be true. I don't think they'd ever met each other. 
but I picked three couples who I thought would really get along, but they all showed up and didn't know each other from Adam. Right. And that party went on till one o'clock in the morning. They just clicked and it was amazing. And I've never done it again. And I don't think they've ever seen each other again. And I'm like, we should totally have those people over again because they really, really enjoyed each other. So that happened. And then literally about two or three weeks ago, I was, I told you right before we got on the line that the mom of my daughter's best friend just called me to, to set something up with our kids. But two or three weeks ago, she invited my husband and I over to her hut, to their house. And she, and for the first time, we'd never socialized before ever. And she was like, Hey, um, it's a beautiful day, the weekend. Do you all want to come over and we're going to throw some stuff on the grill. We're having a couple of friends over. Do you want to come over? And so we're like, okay, great. And so we did, you know, we brought a bottle of wine. There was probably like you know, four or five other people. We had never met them. Many of them had not met each other. And it turned out it was actually her husband's birthday, but he hadn't told anybody. He just was like, let's get together. Right. And it came out like late in the evening that his birthday was like the following day. Right. And, but he had, he didn't want anybody to know about it because he didn't want people to make a big deal of it. And it was just really lovely. And of course, by the time, you know, we found out, we're like, oh, well, do we have to open another bottle of wine. Right. And, and it ended up being this wonderful connecting thing. And so I've had these little moments in my own life where, that remind me that, no, this is, this is actually really good. Like creating the memory around joy and gratitude and um, just gratitude for friendship and gratitude for connection is such a valuable thing. And I don't feel like we do it. Why do you think that is? I don't know. <laughs> well, I think part of it on my case, I will tell you, I think introversion does pay a, a, a huge part of it for me. Like, um, even though, even though I, I loved both of those, those times, I forget that, right? Because I'm like, okay, well, I have to be on and I have to, you know, like, like, that's what I think. I'm like, okay, I'm going to be there with all these people. So especially if you're the host, right? Like you want to make sure everybody's okay. And you want to make sure that everybody's enjoying themselves. So it feels like this is going to be exhausting, right? Not a chore, because I don't want to say that, but like, for me to do this right, it's requires work. Um, but in my case, like it was such a great map, you know, realization that like, Oh, you know what? It doesn't have to be that way because I could hire a caterer or I could tell everybody to bring a dish or, you know, like there's ways that you could kind of dissipate the work if you wanted to, like you could really throw a get together and not have to do anything, but bring like a bag of chips, right? If you really, if you really wanted to do it, or, you know, you could assign people like, bring dessert or bring whatever. And we're going to have the grill and turn it on and bring whatever you want and throw it on the grill. Like there's ways to kind of dissipate that. Um, and I just, I, I, I don't know why. I don't know. Why do you think you don't do it? I don't know why. So it's interesting because like that dinner party thing has been something I have been stir stirring with for a number of years, like really wanting to have, you know, I love these kinds of conversations and to be able to do it over dinner. And now this is that my kids are older um, where they don't have to be a part of it. I don't have to get a babysitter and to bring right. people together, right? Like I'm really hungry for that. And here's where I, from what stops me. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, it's a grown up thing. You have to cook. <laughs> There's no way I'm cooking yeah. for people. Like I'll cook for my family, but my skills aren't there yet. Yep. So it's that vulnerability thing. Um, and what, what if people say no? <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. I, oh, I think there's a little bit interesting. of that. Yeah. Yeah. The fear of rejection on that. Yeah. So how do we get over that? 
Well, I think you just, I think it's valid. Yeah. And I think part of it is just being able to do it. And like, if they do say no, they're they're because I'm really clean about it's an invitation. It's not an obligation. That (laughs) that part's really important to me. I don't want you coming. If it's just an obligation, it's not going to be fun. It's not going to be fun energy, Um, but it's an invitation. And to be able to, uh, so I think for me, like to get over that is like, it's okay if they say no, it's just not the right fit. It's whether it's, it's, the timing, the company, it's okay. Right. Right. And then I think for me, you know, it's like anything new, the first time to do it, right? Like, cause I love your idea of hiring a caterer because it's like, oh yeah. And it doesn't have to be, you know, outrageously expensive. Right. 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 For somebody else, they may love to cook and that would be great, but that's not my situation. Um, Right. But the other part, here's the other part is like when you talk about like feeling responsible for your guests to be happy, like then I'm like, forget it. I don't want to do it. (laughs) Exactly. Right. I mean, that's, that for me is the hardest. It's like, it's like, I need to, I need to make sure that everybody's cool. Um, and I think from what worked out for me with that party that I hosted is I was really thoughtful about who to invite, not just like who, you know, who I liked because, you know, I, there's a lot of people that I like, but they're all very, very different and they come from very different backgrounds and they may or may not get on. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was like, okay, like I have, one friend who I was inviting, who is very, very um, politically active, very, very liberal, knows anything that's happening in politics at all. And um, I had another friend who was as well. And so I thought, okay, well, they will both get along. And then both of them were married to teachers, right? And so I was like, oh, and they can bond, right? And so even though the husbands didn't know each other, I'm like, well, they'll have the teaching thing to talk about because they both taught around the same age. And then well, the teacher was also, one of the teachers was also a musician. So the third person that I invited, her husband was also a musician. So that, you know, like, so I was really kind of, it's almost like couple Jenga. Like I was mm-hmm. like, what could I, what could I unleash on them for them to talk about that? I'm not gonna have to worry about it. That I know that they're going to sort of riff off of each other. And they were all, all of them to a person were really gregarious people. Like they were very friendly, um, you know, they were people that could kind of hold their own anyway. They were always going to be sort of deferential and friendly. And um, and so that was really big for me, too. It was like I really wanted very kind, friendly people. But, but you know, like um, like one of those couples are friends of ours that I see all the time, but the other ones really aren't. I only see them like maybe a couple of times a year. Like they were not people that I saw all the time or anything else. But I was like, those personalities, I think, are good. And I've always been really good at matchmaking anyway. So... Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that was really sort of part of it. And then, oh, I want to tell you about this story that somebody shared with me last year that I thought was just so fun. And I've been meaning to do it. Um, they, we, it was Christmas, I mean, New Year's Eve. And I don't know if you're like me, but New Year's Eve to me is amateur night. I'm not going anywhere. <laughs> yep. I'm staying home. I ain't doing jack, right, on New Year's Eve. And so I was saying, I said something like that on Facebook. And one of the people on my Facebook, in my Facebook friends, they were said, oh, no, New Year's Eve is really big for us. We throw a party every year. And I said, well, what do you do? He, this is so great. He gets like a ton of like George Foreman grills or something mm-hmm. like that. And they have a grilled cheese party. Oh, cool. And isn't that cool? So they like have a big pot of tomato soup and not like fancy tomato soup, like the kind that you can get at, you know, at the grocery store, right? And they have a big pot of that simmering. and then. Like they have friends that try to outdo each other on their grilled cheese and they have 
all the condiments people bring secret. And they say it was like 20 something people and they just grill cheese all night long and then watch the ball <laughs> in New York. Like they watch it. And I'm like, that is my kind of New Year's Eve party, right? So it's totally casual. Nobody's trying to outdo each other, right? It's not this sort of intense, it's, it's you know, it's New Year's Day. The kids can come, right? They come in pajamas because it's grilled cheese. Like what kid doesn't love grilled cheese? And they have this thing. And I'm like, I love the idea of sort of that kind of a, like the menu or whatever, like sets the tone that this is not a big deal. Like come if you want to, don't come if you don't want to. And by the way, you're cooking your own food. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. like I sort of love that idea, right? <laughs> And then the grill, like it's George Mormon grills or whatever that they have out that are cooking all of these things. So it's not like, you know, somebody steaming over a, a stove, like they're all over the place. Like I, I just, I thought, wow, that's really very clever, you know? Um, so, and fondue, that's one I've always wanted to do. I'm like, I should do a fondue part. Like back, like we're in 1970, like just get a fondue of cheese and just bring things that people could, could dip in the cheese. <laughs> so. New Year's Eve is a quiet family night, and that's what we do. We have fondue. We play games. You do fondue? We do fondue, yes. That's so retro. I love that. So what we do, because Christmas Eve we have, and it's funny because, you know, like I want that dinner party, and part of me is like, ooh, it'd be so cool to have like really custom invitations, right, you know, like with pretty ribbons and mail them out to people. But the, 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 the voice in the back of my head is, but then what if they say no? What if they can't come? Right, that's my immediate. Worried about this, or worried about the timing. So part of me is like, oh, well, I could host it. I can like do it in October and plan for it. That way, people can book out their calendars. Right, Right. it's it's an event. Um, but I think part of it, like what freaks me out, is it's well, it's smaller, it's more intimate, and it's more adult because like I don't really drink wine, I don't drink. You know, it's like, well, what am I gonna do? But I just want to have really deep, good conversations. That's what I want to have. And then, because what we do host is on Christmas Eve, we have this massive Christmas Eve party. Um, and we just invite everybody. It's like, I think it's, we've done it for 15 years now. So oh, if you wow. don't get an invitation and you're in town, you just know you stop by the Motokitises. You do not bring anything. We're totally counterculture. Like, don't bring anything. There's enough stress at Christmas. Walk in the door. There's a ton of food, drinks. You know, there's everything. And is it like an open house? It's an open like house. Yeah. Oh, nice. So, and it's it's an open house, and and then my husband makes he'll make a a ham, and he'll make he'll make a minestrone soup and a um, a chicken noodle soup. And so, remember, he used to feed college men. So there's lots (laughs) of food, college male swimmers. Let's get that clear. Right, athletes, (laughs) exactly. There's always plenty of food, and you know, some people really struggle with not being able to bring anything. So there's always wine and stuff. But it's just it's it's a nice place. And when kids were younger, parents liked to come because it burned up some time before bedtime. Right. And we just open it up and it's great because a lot of our old um, kids that we used to coach when they were age groupers growing up, they're home in town. So they stop by Um, just different people stop by and it's just fun. And and I always feel like that's a huge gift. So for me to organize that, not an issue, because, again, there's so much going on. It's not now it's not like my favorite, like it's my favorite in the sense of who walks through the door. But it's not my favorite because it's like it's a party. Right. Where I mean, we've had up to 150 people come. Oh my god! Yeah, so it, that is you just you just described my nightmare. Like, yeah. <laughs> like I, I'm sitting here sort of like shuddering. So <laughs> I, what I would like to have is like dinner parties with all these different people, you know. But there's just not enough evenings to do that because right. I want to catch up and have conversations. But so that's what that is. But right. then we have leftover bread that we freeze and then use for fondue night on New Year's Eve. So that's what we do. 
Oh, that I love that. I love. I think I'm gonna have fondue night this year. I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna do that this year. You've you've just. Yeah. I'm doing that. We're having fondue, baby. It's like yummy. you have a pot and everything. We have a pot. So we actually Cuisinart. You can get it from. Oh, we got ours from Costco years ago. They have a a pot that you we plug it into our island, and there's a temperature, and we that's how we do it. So we have leftover beer from the party. We have leftover bread, and we have lots of cheese from the party, and then we just throw it all in, and we have fondue night on New Year's Eve. Oh, I'm so doing that. You've just, you look at that. You've just inspired a new. And you get a veggie platter and, and then some apples. Sure. Yeah. And it's, it's great. So that's what we do. And, and so like, again, there's like two different celebrations. So there's an intimate celebration with our family. Right. Like saying goodbye to the year and saying hello to a new year. And then there's yep. a big celebration that's really outside of like our norm. I mean, my husband's definitely not a big party person. And while I can go to them, I always want to, I say this all the time. I want to be invited, but I don't really want to go. Like, I love intimate <laughs> conversations. Right, right, right. right. But I don't want to be excluded because that's obviously a trigger point for me. Um, But I do love that Christmas Eve party because realistically, that's an easy way to really see so many people that are really important to us in our lives. Okay, so wait. So look, I think we're onto something here, right? Okay, so you have this amazing little, this huge party, but then you have this like amazing little family fondue party, right? So you guys are already like, you already have all the stuff you need for intimate because the fondue party sounds like a heck of a lot of fun, mm-hmm. right? So what if what you did was you were like started a new tra- tradition for like, I don't know, the first warm day of the year or whatever, mm-hmm. and you just decide who you want to have that intimate thing with and just say, we're having fondue. Can you come? Mm-hmm. Or we want to have fondue with you guys. When are you guys free? Let's do this. And then, like, we can have them as part of it. It's just like, it's just us and it's fondue. Because fondue is fun, right? Like, that, that, I would go to a fondue party, right? Because that just seems like that. And you just have, like, maybe two or three people. Mm-hmm. And do exactly what you do on New Year's Eve. Just plug it in, have some platters, sit around the, the kitchen island, and turn on some music and chill. I <gasps> know, <laughs> like, you're blowing my mind. I had to write it down. I'm like, when are you guys free? Like, ask the yeah. question. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yes. Just say, and just pick it. Just like, I'm, we haven't seen you guys in forever. I'm telling you, I'm, I'm going out to buy a fondue pot this weekend. You watch me. Right. And then just say, we haven't had you guys over forever. When are you guys free? We're doing fondue. And then just like set the time and then just do it. And then because it's fondue, like everybody knows fondue is not fancy, right? Like fondue is like, if you think of the seventies, right, that's sitting around the coffee table and you know, in your, in your flared jumpsuit <laughs> right or whatever and by the fire by the funky looking fireplace or fake fire even having fondue so why not like just say no it's just literally it's coming over i may not even wash my face like you can set you can set the tone but it's just this is just us getting together we haven't seen you guys in forever and that's it but see i think that like just notice how i had all those obstacles like there's that pretty of like oh the the invitation yeah. and all that, but that could be yeah, a lot of that. work, right? Yeah. And yeah, when you're saying that. like, because one of the things that we've done even is um, when we found families, so this is incorporating our kids, but we found families that like to play games because our family loves to do board games. My husband's an old D&D, Dungeons and Dragons. Oh, that's awesome. Right. And so we found families. So we're like, hey, come on over. We're going to have pizza. I might be coming in off the pool deck. So I'm going to be whatever, you know, t-shirt and shorts or whatever. It's all sweaty, but we'll have pizza. We'll play games. you know, and they bring dessert. There you go. There you go. See, you could just do it. And the other thing is 
The other thing that I'm a big fan of, which I don't do enough, but the only, the only problem is this feels like a lot of work is I'm a big fan of the grill, right? Mm-hmm. Because the grill is also another thing that sets the tone that it's like, this is all about connection. This is not about anything. But generally that means one person's manning the grill and that's kind of a pain, right? Mm-hmm. But fondue, you nobody's manning it, right? It's just plugged in. Or even the grilled cheese, because we have a George Foreman grill. <laughs> they, they may, it, that's even easier than fondue. Gr- George Foreman grills are actually great ways to make gr- grilled cheese. My husband, uh, when, at the, when you go to the NC2As, and I don't know about other sports, but in swimming, you go and there's always like a coach's gift and an athlete's gift. And so one year when he was there for swimming uh, with Scott, he came home with this George Foreman grill. It has like NC2As. So that grill has been that's phenomenal. Awesome. We've made I've never so- used one. I've actually never seen one in the wild i'm so excited about this they're great like my kids i mean in the summertime especially right that they'll do that or that we'll have my husband will make tomato soup so they'll have grilled cheese and tomato soup it's just an easy yeah the (laughs) see there you go so you could do that and 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 so and like this last thanksgiving i went to my one of my dearest friends he's actually my daughter's godfather um house for thanksgiving and his wife is one of those people that is just like you know you were saying the fancy and the fancy invitations and the crystal and everything else. And so she was like blowing and going, right? Trying to get this this Thanksgiving thing all together because she had family coming over. But at one point, everybody was hungry and they were like, what about tomato soup? And they put tomato soup in, but they served them in mugs, which for some reason I had never considered before, like mm-hmm. soup in a mug. And it was just so kind of cool to like stand around with your mug of soup, you know, and like appetizers or whatever before the day. So you could have the mugs because grilled cheese always tastes great with tomato soup. So you have your George Corbettville and you have your mug of soup. Mm. Look at this. Yeah. We're on something. And then open a bag of salad. <laughs> that, is like, that is like a balanced meal right there. <laughs> so we're talking about celebrating now for people who don't want to, who's using a lot of energy to like be with people, right? Which is really important to us. Right. But it is a lot of right. energy. But then like limiting the energy from the other areas so that we can use it. And what's the most important is the maximizing, the connecting with hum- other humans. The connecting. Yeah. Because I think that's where we get hung up. I think we get hung up because of the idea of the the stuff to prepare ahead of it. Right? Like, like they say no, what kind of invitations and what's going to be on the menu and, you know, and how are we going to, like, how are we going to make sure that everybody gets along with each other so like what if you just did you know what we're just going to do internet celebrations with people we already know we get along with mm-hmm. come on over and and take out like literally we're pulling out the george foreman grill come on over right <laughs> or where we got the fondue pot we're not going to make big deal of the preparation this is about looking into each other's eyes mm-hmm. what i think we've just I think we've unpacked i think we've had a breakthrough. I really do. Mm-hmm. Well, because it goes back to like connecting and celebrating friendships and enjoying with being with yeah. other people, right? Without yeah. having to make it so complicated and have all these barriers of how it's supposed to be. Because I think that's some of the barriers for me is like, oh, well, I am an adult now. So that should be, <laughs> and you know, like Crystal, like, ugh, right? You know, wine, right? ugh. I, I have no, people bring me like wine and I'm like, that's great. They're like, oh my God, this is an amazing bottle. I, I have no idea. And I'm not really interested <laughs> right? in learning because my coffee habit is expensive enough. I'm already a coffee snob. I don't right. need to be a wine snob. So, That's funny. <laughs> you know, like I'm not interested, but I'm interested in people. Like yeah. I really love people and I really love my alone time. Yeah. Yeah. And so 
if you love your alone time, then you also need to do things that don't require a whole lot of work after everybody's gone, mm -hmm. because by then you're really depleted. And now you've got this complete trash of a kitchen or whatever else mm -hmm. that you have to take care of. But well, if you do it instantly. Yeah, I mean, that's like tomorrow, you know, tomorrow, like with the guys, it's so easy. And sometimes it gets easier because they're not in, in a sense our peers. Right. So you can kind of just tell them. Right. So like, you know, when the guy started coordinating this and then one of the guys goes, look, I, I'll get the tell me what to get. And then I'll just have the guys pay me back. I'll bring some food. So he prepared some food and my husband's going to make because, you know, and he, Warren was worried this morning as he dropped off food. Like, are we going to have enough? I said, when have we ever not had enough to feed you guys? Right. <laughs> right. Pete will make sure right. like, I don't know, that's beyond my scope. He'll make sure. And Pete was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to make this, this. And so there'll be plenty of food. And the big thing is here's here's right. the, another funny story so i got a new couch god let me just air it all on my show okay. i got a new couch a couple weeks ago and it was supposed to come tomorrow and before i knew i was hosting this barbecue okay. and so i'm like oh my gosh how am i gonna have them come and i'm gonna have people and i don't know what time and then i thought i'm gonna get stressed out i have a brand new couch and have a barbecue happening at the same time <laughs> Okay, that's good can come to that, right? <laughs> so I just I canceled the delivery and I was like, can you just wait a little bit longer? I, I just that's just and plus you don't know what time. Like, is it gonna happen in the middle of the barbecue? I don't know. So I just so I canceled it. Right. Which is perfect right. because the way our space is, it's a great room. We usually take our couches out when we have that big Christmas Eve anyways. And so we'll just roll up the rug and throw out tables and chairs. I'm kind of thinking I need to, to crash that Christmas of yours. That sounds epic. <laughs> when you have to move when you have to move furniture out of the way, that is a pretty epic <laughs> party. Well, I'm a little, I'm intimidated by party. Well, and the other thing that my kids have done, my old, so every, oh, we have this cool little game. It's the, it's the Christmas stocking game, you know, cause again, my uh -huh. husband's a gamer. So he found these mini stockings. I have no idea where. And every year he puts in like little artifacts and it's like the guessing okay. game. You have to feel it. And then you write down what you think it is. And there's, I don't know, eight or 10 stockings and you go through and it's like oh. hardcore. So now that kids like every year they expect it. So then they come to our house. They're like, okay, I want to see how I did. And then you have like, you know, I live in a university town with some really smart people right. and some of them just get hammered. And then some of the people are like, Ooh, I got this. And so it's just a fun little, you know, it's another way to entertain. And, and then my kids now, cause the whole selfie thing. So they've bought stuff to create a photo booth in the garage. And then, um, last oh, year, awesome. a lot of the little kids Ooh, found our old it's a fun party. So a lot of kids found out we have all these pogo sticks. And so they were jumping on it. So a couple weeks ago, we, we host Easter for, and it's our neighborhood okay. thing that we do. And it's a potluck and it's my, one of my neighbors we set up on his garage. So this is, I guess, how things can be just really easy. And so when my kids, I don't know, about five or six years ago, our neighborhood had kind of grown up and I looked, my girlfriend and I looked at each other. We're like, seriously, we have nine kids and we have 800 eggs. This is a problem. Right. So, so I have been really good about inviting a lot of kids like you have families with children, you need to come. And even this year, I think they could get 32 eggs each. And I invited a lot of people. I think I had like 20 kids. Wow. Right. But and then it's a potluck and the food was really good. And then it started to drizzle as we we're eating. And then people started to clear out. Everybody's gone by 1130. Right. And oh, wow. we had the day to ourselves and it was fun. We had we were able to share the neighborhood. Kids were playing pogo sticks because they knew that because they'd been to my Christmas party. <laughs> and they, they had they had candy and money from the Easter eggs and they had a tummy full from the 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 so it can it's be perfect. really easy yeah right it can be and I think I've got like that kind of stuff bigger yeah easier. you sound like you've got that you got that down way more than I do because yeah. I'm not good with that stuff yeah. 
Like you, you've got that down. You're the, you're a party person. You know, well, and I've always been like the social coordinator. Um, and I, <laughs> you know, like I remember even like in college or in high school, like I was, you know, getting like, oh, let's have a barbecue. We're going to, I was good about setting it up at other people's houses. You know, I'd set it right. up at somebody's house and we'd have a barbecue. Like, so I think sometimes you, if you, if you aren't that person, you need to find that person that's good at organizing people. Yeah, that would be you. I'm going to have to call you <laughs> to help organize because that stuff stresses me out. That stuff stresses me out. So your problem is worrying about people saying no. And my problem is doing all the other stuff. So I think the two of us need <laughs> we, to throw a party. <laughs> we need to throw a party. That would be awesome. <laughs> it's too bad we've got thousands of miles between us because uh, that would be an amazing party. <laughs> we're going to talk about this because I know I bailed on coming to you in Houston in November. But let me see if my husband's going and we could set up a party in Houston. Oh my God. <laughs> you, I can invite go. my listeners. You can invite your readers. There we go. Oh my God. See, I'm, I'm look, I'm already, I'm starting to shake. <laughs> See, I don't have pogo sticks. I don't have pogo sticks. <laughs> or you can come That's to California. <laughs> and then I have a girlfriend who's an event planner. She could do all the stuff that stresses us out and we could just show up. Exactly. Now you're talking. <laughs> that sounds about right. That's awesome. But I, so what is it? What is your next celebration going to be then? Because you need to do this. Um. So I think. I, spot. Yeah, I think we're gonna have to do like a family game night or something like that. Like and and do either grilled cheese or or um, uh, what you might call it, fondue. fondue. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm literally going to buy a fondue pot this weekend. I like you have totally inspired me. It's easy and it's fun. And and they make them electric now. Because uh-huh. I, like, I think of fondue, I always think of the candle uh-huh. underneath. You can get uh-huh. electric fondue? Yeah, yeah. That, it's Cuisinart. It's, uh, seriously, I got it at Costco. You could probably buy it on Amazon. But So how is that different like, from like a, I don't know, a slow cooker? Well, so my girlfriend, so when we first did fondue, I mean, we started this tradition years ago. Like, So we're pretty into tradition. Um, I, my girlfriend had like those fondue pots that you put on your stovetop. Okay. You know, and I guess they're probably porcelain or something. Um, oh, okay. I don't know. It just, I like Teflon and <laughs> yeah, sure. <laughs> I like plug, turn on, it gets warm. Yeah. It, for me, it works. It's like easy. It's easy to wash. I don't, I don't know. Cooking wise, I'm sure there's a cook that's listening. That's going, oh, red. <laughs> but it works. It's it and it's I, plug and play. Um, And then we make, you know, a few different pots of it. And it's funny because you know, I'm not the cook. So I'm like, no, we must follow the recipe. And my daughter and my husband who are more cooks, they're like, mom, just throw this in and do this and that. And, you know, oh, there's recipes. I thought it was just melted cheese. Is there recipes? <laughs> there's a lot of recipes. <laughs> are there really? Yes. Oh my God. I have so much to learn. <laughs> oh, wow. It's not just like throw some Velveeta in. I'm kidding. I knew it wasn't Velveeta. <laughs> Just wait before your before your readers get angry. I knew it wasn't Velveeta, but I really did. I thought it was just sort of melted, really good cheese. I didn't realize that there was a thing. Like, no, there's yeah, a thing. There's a thing. Like, I mean, there's even like I think cornstarch. I can't even like we oh just my. we now either just put like garlic and then <gasps> we put in different types of cheese and beer. I don't know why no. beer, but yeah, and then you just you cook it that way. Um, so, but again, it's for us on New Year's Eve. Remember, it's the cheese that we buy for the party that gets left over. <laughs> But I used to have a lot of stress because I'd be like, before that, it was like, oh, well, this is the recipe. And what kind of cheese is this? And how do I find this cheese? It's kind of like right. me with the whole invitation, right? Like I make it right. way harder. Like, right. here's a great thing. What if it could be easy? Yeah. Yeah. And there's Mind no, blowing, right? Yeah. 
what if it could be easy? And there's no right or wrong answer. Like you try it and you're committed. Like I'm not going to waste food. So, okay, we'll eat it. And sometimes it's a little bit more like, um, uh, stringy, like it's, you know, like, (laughs) but again, you're with your family. So who cares? (laughs) But you know what? I just as I as I hear you talk, I blame Martha Stewart. I think that's why we don't do it that much. Mm-hmm. I think there've been so many. I mean, not specifically Martha Stewart, but there've been so many of these like like experts on how to entertain, right? That I think the bar has been set so high that that's the way you do it, right? Like you have to look like an entertainment blogger's layout, or it's not a real party, or or you failed, right? So I think maybe that maybe that's what did it. Maybe that's what it was. It's like the, all of these. Pinterest beautiful ways of entertaining have just intimidated us into solitude. Mm-hmm. Maybe I think you're right. I think it's it's that whole you know Facebook, Instagram. Let's look at the picture. Does my life match up to it? And in the end, like I know, like with the big parties that we throw in, we're not party people. People just want a place to connect. They want a place to belong. Yeah, yeah. Right. and and pretty much you have food and beverage and music, and it will happen, mm-hmm. right? Like seriously, like have a playlist and some music and some beverage like something to drink and something to eat and people will pretty much make the party afterwards right like we just have to remember that well and then so speaking of which so today i sent out an email because i got carol dweck was in town yesterday um the stanford professor the one the growth mindset fixed mindset and so yep. she gave a talk and so i went to it and she's been on my show before and um and while she was talking i'm like oh this is what i want to do with my swimmers so again it's it goes back to always connecting Right. Yep. So what makes great swim teams in so, you know, within a team, there's different groups. So I have this little group of nine to 11 year olds and I have like fallen in love with these kids. Um, okay. And uh, so, and I used to do this with age groupers in the past, but so I'm like, Oh, we need to have a gathering <laughs> right nice. outside of the pool. And so I thought about it and I was like, and I was talking to my husband, I'm like, I want to do, so how can I have a gathering and also make it a learnable situation, right? So we're right. going to watch swimming videos and um, I'm going to do it at my house. And we're okay. just going to ask a parent to do it. My husband's like, you know, you do it, set the template because I want to keep it really simple. No food, no drinks. Let's show up and be together for 90 minutes, right? And that, then, that is radical. Well, Listen to you, you radical, crazy person. Well, because he and I'm setting the template because I'm going to ask my parents to do this for other groups or even for my group again. But again, right. what stops people? It's like, oh, the work of setting things up, the work right. of letting people in my house, right? And I'm like, nine, nine to eleven year olds, they don't care if there's clutter. They just don't care. Like they just want right. to be with each other, right? And so right. I'm like, look, have dinner, come to my house at seven o'clock. We're going to go till eight thirty at night. We're going to watch videos, and don't worry, your children will be hydrated. I have water. Right. <laughs> Exactly. Right. <laughs> I have water, so they will be fine. But we don't have like not every. And so that's the other side is not every event does there have to be food. That's true. Right. Because sometimes that can be the intimidating factor of like, oh, well, if I want to connect with this other human, we have to have food around it. And I'm not like for me and my story was I'm not a good cook. Right. Right. So that can I kind of feel like there has to be food. Like, how do you do it without food? But And I think they're different times, right? Like, I'm not going to have a Christmas Eve party and not have food. Food is a great way (laughs) to get people in the door. It was funny because when I went to the, when I went to Carol Dweck's talk, I was standing in line and I asked somebody, I go, is there tickets to this? And they're like, no. And I'm like, why is there a line to get into this, to this building on campus? And And then somebody else goes, ooh, I think this is a line for food. And I went in, I saw a friend of mine and he, and he looked at me and he goes, you know, I forgot when you're a college student. You definitely show up for the free food. 
exactly. so food is a great attraction and I think there's definitely a time and place. Yeah. But you know, the other side is that I didn't want parents to have to think of like, oh, what do I need to bring? Right. To yeah, show yeah. up. And then I yeah. didn't want to have to deal with cleaning up after nine to eleven year olds. Right. Right. And right. It's, it's seven o'clock at night, eat dinner, come. This is our normal swim practice time. So you're not going to eat anyways normally at this time. Right. We can, True. And we're gonna, Fair enough. And, and the, the other side is to have the focus of let's watch movies, let's be together or whatever, watch swimming videos and be together. So I think that's a different thing. But, you yeah. know, I mean, it can also be like a book club because I know I was part of a book club where the, we did a dinner with it. Yeah. I almost didn't join the book club. That's very, that's a lot of pressure right there. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of pressure. A book club that also involves dinner. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm already like, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I have to read a book and cook. Like, that's a lot. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I can read a book or cook. I can't do both. So I, I just think it's really, get really clear. Cause I mean, I'm not going to have an Easter egg hunt. I mean, we could do an Easter egg hunt without food, but it is fun. Everybody brings yeah. food. The food was amazing. It was really, really good. And but see, everybody brought food. Everybody, brought everybody food. else brought food. That's yeah. big. Yeah. I think that's a difference, right? Yeah. Like, it's like, y'all bring your food. Mm-hmm. And I think bring enough for everybody. And I think that, Look, we need to celebrate more. I think we, you know what? What is it? It's almost May 1st. I think we should have a May 1st res, uh, revolution, um, res, resolution or revolution, both of those, that we are going to celebrate. I think we should decide we are going to celebrate. Summer's coming, man. What a wonderful time to celebrate. And you live in a great part of the world to celebrate. Summer here is deadly <laughs> in, in Houston. Nobody wants to celebrate the summer. But where you live, it's perfect, right? Yeah, you can be outdoors. And, and I think it can be simple. I mean, it's something that can be simple, right? Whether it's a potluck, or so you know, somebody just says, Hey, this is what I'm going to have and come on over the door is open here. Because here's the other thing that and I notice with people is, um, and why I think we get more um, isolated is mm-hmm. one of the conversations is, okay, if you an easy solution is to go out to dinner with other people, right? Yep. But then it gets complicated because of the check. Yes. And then it gets complicated, like, you know, one of my favorite topics, not yours, is money, right? Yes. Like, how do you divide <laughs> that? I love how you threw that in there. Correct. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'll put the link to that money and fear show that you and I did <laughs> in the show notes. Um, not to throw you under the bus or anything, but but so that can be a limiting factor of like, oh, well, then how are we going to handle the bill? And I don't know. And I don't really want to spend that much. And maybe our values are different. So when you can open the door and like I even told Warren this morning when he was coming by, because he's like, oh, sorry that you weren't like included. And we just automatically assumed I go, our house is always open. Right. That is not a problem. But the other side is that they don't expect me to entertain them. Right. So it's an easy group to open up the doors to. Yeah. You know? Yeah, maybe we maybe there's a there's a there's an element of this that's also being mindful about who who's coming, right? I think there's something there too. Okay, oh, let's go here. Let's go here. So we talk a lot about about boundaries and and um, we, I mean we're talking about connection and stuff like that. But I think there's also possibly some stress around who we invite because sometimes you might feel like I'm obligated to invite this person or. If I invite this person, I have to invite that other person. And I think in the case of what we're talking about here, I think we, when it comes to celebrations, particularly when you're celebrating for no good reason, Mm -hmm. that it's important to make sure that who you invite is somebody who lifts you up. Mm -hmm. Somebody who it's, it's, it is empowering to be in their company. 
Um, this isn't about this isn't about obligation. This isn't about well, I have to invite this person because this is about I want to be with this person because this person is somebody with whom I get a lot of joy. What do you think? Oh, I think that's huge. Yeah, you don't yeah. want to do anything out of obligation. Yeah, you know, because that's just no, because the energy in that space. Right? Yeah, and that's not the point, right? Like, if you, the point is to be to create moments of joy. And if you're going to create moments of joy, I think you should be, I think you have to give yourself total permission to decide who that gets to be with. Mm -hmm. You know, that that's important. Like where you can give yourself permission of who do you want to be with? Not who are you expected to be with or what's the socially the correct thing? Cause I know like with kids having birthday parties, you know, right. when they're really little, you have these massive parties and then over time it's like, okay, it's not affordable you know, it's not practical. So you want to have it smaller. And then there's a lot of drama of like, well, if I don't invite this person, right. And right. in, in understanding that you're not, you're not a bad person if you didn't get invited. It just, there's a constraint. Yes. Yeah. Right. And I think, I mean, I, that's, I, for me, that's the other thing is like, when I, when I think about hosting a party, right. Like, and I'm saying that with air quotes, like, Especially if it's around, you know, it's around the holidays or something like, like, I know when I come up with my list, like my husband and I will be like, well, we have to invite this person. Oh my God, do we have to invite this? Or, yeah, we have, to. you know, like that person definitely has to come. We owe it to them or this person, um, you know, I work with this person. So that person has to like, that's not what we're talking about. Like, I think, right. Like, I think we're talking about, man, I haven't seen that person in years and I always love being around that person. Let's put together a celebration with that. Or this person is always here for me any single time I'm in trouble. I want to celebrate them, right? Like, you know, the, the, these are the people who you are totally like there for. This is something where you have to be really sort of, I'm going to pick the person that I really want to celebrate with and the person who I want to celebrate because it brings me joy to celebrate that person. Mm -hmm. And I think that like you, that can even be a theme. Like who are the people I want to celebrate with, celebrate mm. connection with? This brings up really important thing that you said earlier is when, with your friend, Jen Lawson of you were celebrating her in your friendships. And yes. one of the mistakes, cause I did this, uh, back when I turned 40, you know, I didn't want attention on me, but there was, it was actually, there was, um, I was getting inducted in the hall of fame at the university. And, uh, part of me was like, Oh, I kind of wanted to have like a party and just invite people. And I wasn't going to invite them to the Hall of Fame because, you know, it's pretty expensive to go to that that meal. Um, right. But like to have a party about that. Right. And I could have just invited like whether it's a swim team families, whoever's or friends. And I wound up not doing it because mm. I didn't want it to be about me. Right. I just wanted to right. celebrate with people about just life. And I think if I had spoken to you back then. I, you know, and I would have had this idea of like, we're celebrating our friendship. Yeah. Right. It's not yeah. about like, oh, here's Corinne and she's, you know, all of that. Cause I think sometimes people would like shy away. It's like your friend with the barbecue, like it was his birthday, but he just really wanted to be with people. I really wanted to be with people and, and celebrate. Yeah. And I didn't give myself that permission. Instead, I didn't do that. I mean, I, I had a couple friends, really good friends that came to the induction and then some people came over. I mean, it was really late. But I also caught a lot of slack from people because when people found out I got inducted and I didn't invite them. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, they were like, really? 
You know, we, wow. we really want to be a part of that. We really want to celebrate with you. And that was yeah. like a good lesson for me of, you know, listen to my heart. Cause I kind of shut that part down. Yeah. Well, I mean, and the other thing I think is, uh, like what I told you that my daughter's friend's father did, right? Like he wanted to celebrate his birthday, but he didn't want it to be about his birthday. So he invited everybody over and it was only in the middle of the evening that it came out that it was his birthday. So I think, uh, I think there's two lessons there. I think one is that I think the, I think what you just said about your friend saying we really wanted to celebrate you. Like, I think there's some, we have a hard time accepting that. I, I, I do as well. I am not a person that likes to celebrate my birthday, not because I have any problem with my birthday. I actually get very excited about my birthday, but the idea of people going out of their way to celebrate me is very uncomfortable. Um, and I think that maybe that's something that I need to look at and need to work on about, you know, it's okay. Um, and actually maybe even kind to allow people to celebrate you. But I think the other thing is that there are ways to celebrate friendship. Um, even if it's around a big time, like, uh, like for me, a birthday is a t- time for like, I, like I said, I love my birthday. No problem getting older. I love everything about my birthday. Um, and it makes me very introspective about the friends and the good that I have in my life. So on one hand, I would love the idea of celebrating with my friends. I just don't like me being the focus of it. So if you say I'm celebrating my friends, I'm going to do that. And if it comes out that it's my birthday, then that makes them feel good too. But, but at least you've been able to kind of create this space where you were celebrating each other. Like, I think there's something about that as well. Well, and yeah, you know, like the, some of the parents that were, or some of the friends that were, you know, wanted to celebrate with it is their kids swam, swim on the team. Sure. And they're like, we want our kids to be able to see this. Sure. You know, and, and to, to, and, and so that's like, sometimes I think we have to think of, it's not about like, you know, honoring me or any, you know, that ego stuff, but it's that connection and that ripple effect. And it's like what I talk about on the show, if this is possible for this person, what is possible for you? Right. Yeah. You know, absolutely. And what aren't we allowing when we are not allowing to be together? Yeah. I love that. This has been such a great talk. I love, I love talking about this. I've been thinking about things that I feel like I should have been thinking about years ago. <laughs> like, it's, yeah, I'm getting a fondue pot. <laughs> That's going to happen. That's step one. <laughs> and, and, and how important it is to celebrate. I mean, I think it's like a, a gratitude practice and whether they can be extremes, right? They can be really yeah. fancy. They can be a fondue pot or a grilled foreman. You know, they can be with a lot of people. They can be in really intimate settings. Yeah. And you get to decide and they can be all forms. Right. But yeah. I think it all comes back for me. It's about connecting with people. One of the things I said to you before we got on the air was, you know, I can be so driven and be like, no, I have to work. I don't have time for this. Da, 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 da. And, you know, and I have an event tonight that I'm going to be help celebrating um, one of my former athletes who's getting inducted in the Hall of Fame and I'm going to be speaking and and he's passed away. And um, but we're going to be honoring his memory and honoring his family. And then the fun part is, is that we're all coming together. So we all loved him so much. And for some of my former athletes and my former assistant coaches, we're all coming together and being together. And I'm like, this is like, my heart is going to be so full after today and tomorrow, Mm. you know, connecting with these people. And so tonight's going to be more dressed up. Tomorrow's going to be jeans and Birkenstocks. Right. 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 And in, in the end, nobody cares what you look like, or, you know, whether you've gained five pounds or lost five pounds, or if your eyeliner's done perfectly, they care about being with you. Yeah. 
And I think yeah. that's the thing we have to remember because I think sometimes, and I know this from my clients, is sometimes people are afraid to show up because they're like, oh, well, they haven't seen me, you know, especially these college guys, right? I mean, they look so different now than when they were collegiate athletes. Right. They don't care. Right. They're like, I just want to be with my buddies. Right. Right. Absolutely. And so wow. that can be another thing. So whether it's the presentation of the dinner and how it's supposed to be or how we're supposed, you know, it's all, and basically it's all the shame. Like I'm not enough. Yeah. Right? That's yeah. what it is. And then when you, you know, it's funny as you say that I'm sitting there thinking that, you know, the, the beauty of, of creating celebrations for yourself and for the people you love and well, the beauty, this is, this is going to sound really selfish, but you know, whatever. Um, I love the idea that you're in control of how that goes. Um, you know what I mean? Like there's this, like you just mentioned something about, you know, they haven't seen each other and everything. Like the idea of going to, for me to going to like a reunion, like a high school reunion is just horrifying to me. Like, <laughs> like I just, there's nothing about that that sounds like fun to me. Right. Like, um, especially because I, I am not close with most of the people I went to high school with. Right. Like I haven't seen them. And so it feels a bit performative, right. To go, and it's like, what have you achieved and how have you done and how do you look and are you aging right? And, you know, like the, the, it just feels very performative to me, which is kind of horrifying to me. Right. However, if a friend of mine from high school called me and said, hey, I haven't seen you in 20 years and I've got two or three other people I'm calling, come on over. I would totally be into that. Right. Because um, for some reason, that feels like connection. It doesn't feel as performative. And I think that that's what if we become mindful about celebration and about sort of creating those celebratory moments, we can make sure that people are there and the people who you connect with are there for the right reasons, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, that it becomes like, this is the purpose and you can help create the purpose. The purpose is to connect. The purpose is to see each other again. The purpose is to um, celebrate our friendship and celebrate what you've meant to me um, over the month, the years, the weeks, whatever. Um, I think that's a totally different vibe and something that is, I can't imagine anybody would have a problem with, right? Mm -hmm. Like that, that just sounds like fun. Yeah. And, and I think you're right. I think it's, you know, all of these expectations, this cultural stuff, you know, whether, you know, not to blame Martha Stewart, but that whole thing of this is what you need to do. Pinterest, the yeah. Facebook, the Instagram, when really what it is that we want is we want connection. Yeah. We want to yeah. know that I'm showing up and I matter. That, you know, yeah. and that's what we want. And that's what people want is that place of belonging. I mean, that's the thing that is always so important to me. So whatever environment that I'm in, whether it's with a team or with my clients or whatever thing I'm trying to create, you know, an Easter egg hunt is I yep. just want them to feel welcome and that they belong. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, like your party with the former athletes in jeans and Birkenstocks and barbecue sounds pretty yeah. freaking fantastic, right? Like that sounds like, like, cause that sounds like, that sounds like a recipe for, for comfort and, like you said, belonging and reminiscing and joy. And, I mean, that's to me, is what the best celebrations are made of, right? And, you know, the guys are great because they just really, especially these guys, they really accept who they are. You know, mm. they just, you know, this is who I am. I'm a doofus. You know, <laughs> I, 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 was, I was once fast, but I can't swim that well anymore. <laughs> yeah. But they just, they own it. They don't judge right. themselves. They don't judge each other. And they're just so happy to be with each other. You know, there's you so much it, to learn from them. Do you think that's true because they're men? 
you know, because we were talking about that this morning, um, because we were talking about when we used to have alumni meets for the men and the guys would show up and, you know, and I, and, and sometimes the women have a harder time and they, yeah. you know, because body shaming of themselves. Right. Right. Yeah. yeah. And one of the guys goes, he goes, I don't even understand. He, he was talking about one of the other guys. He goes, he was 250 pounds when he was on the team, you know, like <laughs> who cares, you know, right. I'll get an, and then a bunch of the guys tomorrow, they're going to show up and they're going to meet in town and they're going to go for a swim. And one of the guys goes, I, and he used to be an Abercrombie model. Oh, wow. And, um, and he goes, I haven't owned a swimsuit in a long time. I got to go buy a swimsuit and goggles and get in, you know, he's like, I'm so out of shape. So, I think there is a gender thing, you know, I'm no scientist, but I think there's a bit of a gender thing. And again, it goes back to that cultural expectations. And again, if we can just go, okay, what's really important to me? And, and, you know, and again, like, are they really, I mean, that like, these are the questions. Does it really matter if, you know, I have gray hair poking out, you know, or (laughs) my nails aren't done. Like I looked at my toes last night, I was at a meeting and I'm like, oh my, you know, I got a pedicure, really get those, but like, oh, it doesn't look so good. I'm like, you know what, from far away, in my shoes tonight, <laughs> it's going to be fine. <laughs> exactly right. And no, and really, do you want to hang out with the person that's going to be looking at your toes, judging your pedicure anyway? <laughs> I mean, when you really think about it, that is not the person you want to be around anywho. <laughs> exactly. So. Well, Karen, this has been so much fun. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. Oh, how much fun is this? I love talking celebration. This is great. And I'm not kidding. I'm getting a fondue pot. Okay. Come hell or high water this weekend. You post some pictures of that. (laughs) I will. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. What are you going to go celebrate? And it can be about celebrating yourself and others and your friendships. It doesn't have to be a special occasion. It doesn't have to be the fine wine and crystals. It can be if that lights you up. But if it scares you like it does with me, it doesn't have to be. Or you can do what Karen did and go and hire a caterer. There's many ways. You can do a potluck. I went to a wedding when I was in college. It was great. It was one of the assistant swim coaches on my swim team. And she got married and it was a potluck, which was great for college students because we couldn't afford much. We showed up. We had a great time. Remember, the key purpose is connecting with other people that you love and you care about. Maybe you don't love them, but you like them because that word used to scare me. But people you care about and you want to cultivate a relationship with. So I invite you, go and celebrate because we need those moments of celebration. They're really, really important so that we can go and dare greatly in our lives. And whether that's in our careers, with our family, be, we, so we can go and be brave and vulnerable in other areas. And that was my takeaway when I went to that Navy retirement was it is really important. It's not outlandish. It's not ridiculous to go and have celebrations. Celebrate with people you care about. Celebrate with people you're interested in. Celebrate from a place of invitations never from a place of obligations. Thank you so much for listening. I invite you to connect with me by signing up for my weekly newsletter at howshereallydoesit.com. Go there, sign up. That is usually the place that listeners go when I send it out, they hit reply and they send me a message. I love, love, love to read those. Until next time, I'm smelling big for you. Captured in